This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Value Inspiration Podcast. My name is Ton Dobber, and I'm the founder of Value Inspiration. The purpose of my company is to help business software companies rethink what can be to become remarkable again. The goal that I have in this podcast is to inspire new forms of value creation by sharing compelling ideas and stories about the potential that we can unlock when technology and people blend in the right way. So my strong belief is that we can think big, and therefore we should. And doing so will help to create a better world for all of us. This podcast is all about that. The guest on my podcast this week is Ying Chen, Head of Product Marketing at Pega Systems. At Pega, we are extremely practical and as our customers in terms of how that technology should be used to truly transform. It's all about making sure that you have improved employee experience that will lead to greater customer satisfaction. So where we're coming from... We really think more about, you know, the, the point that you raised, which is how can artificial intelligence improve the human experience? For us, what has changed the game, especially on this operational improvement side of the business, is this concept that we call workforce intelligence. Are they able to focus on the production work that you want them to focus What is getting in the way of that focus? And the impact that it has is tremendous. This is Ying. She's acting as the head of product marketing for Pega's platform for digital transformation. In this role, she's leading strategy, positioning, and go-to-market. She joined Pega in 2015 with more than 10 years of software product management experience in various Fortune 500 organizations and VC-backed startups. What triggered me to invite Ying to my podcast was the story around the Pega platform. And in particular, how it helps the world's leading brands achieve breakthrough business results by using the latest technologies to augment people. During our interview, we will explore how value potential increases once you start looking beyond just automation. We'll also look into how companies can improve customer experience by improving employee experience. And lastly, we'll dive into the topic how a lot of value can be achieved by understanding and then removing intended and unintended obstacles. By listening to this interview, you will learn three things. Firstly, how you can dramatically improve the value of your solution by not just focusing on the current action, but actually on the next best action. Secondly, that applying AI and robots can be extremely beneficial for uncovering patterns in user behavior. And thirdly, why it is more beneficial to focus your efforts on business model innovation rather than process optimization as such. So to get the podcast started, Jing, can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself and about the career you've been going through prior to starting with Pega? Sure. Thank you so much, Tan. <laughs> so, uh, so my name is Ying Chen, and I'm the head of product marketing for Pega's platform technologies. 
prior to joining Pega, I actually was the, uh, the head of product development and strategy for several large global 1000 organizations like uh, Broadbridge Financial, as well as uh, Thomson Reuters. But uh, I actually had the opportunity of working for several VC-backed startups, primarily focused around Fentech, and was able to uh, successfully help two of these lovely uh, venture-backed startups to get acquired by uh, two large public companies. And so I have quite a bit of experience in terms of helping organizations to determine their product market fit and being able to leverage technology to help them pivot into new markets, grow revenue, as well as their market share. So that's kind of my background. And uh, currently at Pega, I I do tell people that I have the best job (laughs) because of the fact that, you know, not only do I get to work with bleeding edge technology, but being able to see the impact that that technology has in terms of supporting the organization missions that many of our customers, which are some of the most, you know, the world's most recognizable brands. So these organizations are really leading the charge in terms of digital transformation and actually creating an impact. So one of the stories that I like to tell is, you know, you hear a lot of hype in the marketplace about technologies and what they can do. But at Pega, we are extremely practical and as our customers in terms of how that technology should be used to truly transform how they deliver their operations as well as engaging customers. So okay. right now, as we speak, our technology is working with New South Wales across the city, such as uh, traffic signals, parking meters, and any time that any one of those IoT devices experience an issue, it's basically sending the information directly to an application that the city has built that manages faults within the city. And that management software actually creates what we call a case, which basically just represents this concept of work that allows the uh, government to be able to dispatch worker to be able to fix the traffic signal or the parking meter. So that's really empowering the vision of smart city. And our amazing customer will tell you, you know, it's for them, it's all about fall management and ensuring proper working of the city. But, you know, from a market buzz perspective, hey, that's IoT, right? That's smart city. And so for me, it's really exciting to be able to see that we are dealing with bleeding edge technology here, but at the same time, we're actually helping our customers make very tangible goals come to life that helps them drive cost savings and improving the satisfaction of their constituents. Cool. Sounds a pretty pretty interesting platform that you created. So with the platform, I mean, can you define it a little bit? What is the scope of it? Is it only IoT or is it is it broader than that? Well, so the technology itself, I mean, so basically Pega has software that helps improve engagement through artificial intelligence, as well as being able to drive operational excellence via what we call our digital process automation platform. That is essentially a model-driven visual platform that allows even the most you know, non, uh, non-technical developer, meaning uh, a business user, to be able to define the requirements and being able to build applications directly on top of this platform. 
And our engagement solutions that I talked about, that is powered by AI, they're basically applications for sales automation, marketing, as well as customer service. So those off-the-shelf, ready-to-go applications are built on the same platform that I just talked about that our customers can also use to build their own applications like New South Wales, where they built this fault management system that connects to IoT devices. So this is why I think, you know, your invitation to talk a little bit about how we see AI and Uh why our point of view is slightly different than what you hear in the marketplace was very enticing because we have been using AI for, gosh, (laughs) more than, you know, 10 plus years now. In the context of driving, yes, in terms of driving, you know, customer engagement, specifically in the area of delivering personalized offer within sort of, uh, if you think about marketing, right, as well as being able to deliver what we call next best action when it comes to customer service. And so, you know, for us, AI just comes naturally, not in the context of just, you know, improving productivity by out creating more opportunities for automation, which is, mm-hmm. I think, a lot of the hype is happening right now, where people are talking more and more about, well, geez, you know, where are more places that I can use artificial intelligence, things like machine learning specifically to, to detect patterns and have these automated process discovery that basically, you know, replace more jobs because we're trying to allow the machines to do what the humans do. And so, you know, that's why for us, it's a very different viewpoint. It's all about making sure that you have improved employee experience that will lead to greater customer satisfaction. And that's why we've always focused the AI first on delivering value for the customer, such as that next best action I talked about in customer service. Or we're talking about personalized offer when you deliver, you know, a product, you're trying to connect a product with a customer on the other side of the fence. And what's really exciting for us is so recently we got into the game of robotic automation, right? So this is where I think there's a lot of talk about these robots that have for a long time, it's not a new technology, even though we put robots in front of it. (laughs) They basically operate on top of existing applications on the desktop. And Mm -hmm. what they're doing is they're replicating what the human interaction would have been. So they're really acting as a non-invasive way of integrating with user interfaces, right? And so now, you know, you hear a lot of, you know, talk about, well, because robotic automation have been able to replace some jobs, right, and be able to automate a lot of places where the task or maybe the actual outcome is fairly deterministic or rules-driven. What if now you can use artificial intelligence and find even more opportunities to replace humans, (laughs) right? So, again, that's not where we're coming from. So where we're coming from we really think more about, you know, the, the point that you raised, which is how can artificial intelligence improve the human experience? Yeah, and exactly. what we are seeing, so because of the fact that we have this technology that basically is able to sit on the desktop across the enterprise and understanding what's happening on the desktop. So, for example, what kinds of applications 
your employees are using? Or a better question is, what are the applications that you want them to use, but they're not using? How much time are they spending on screens within that application that you expect them to, that they're actually not spending that time, or basically if they're spending extra time on screens that are unexpected, right? So is something happening in terms of those applications that you expect them to use? What about processes, right? There are tons of processes out there some of which you've designed, you hire really intelligent process consultants to help you construct, right? But some of these processes are just required because of compliance. So how do you make sure that these beautiful processes that have been designed or maybe required compliance processes, right, such as the up and coming GDPR as an example, right, are actually being followed? I hear a lot of good stuff. So what you do, if I go back a little bit and in terms of what you were saying and, and what you're delivering, your, your, your solution is focused on, on the one hand side, improving engagement, mm-hmm. and the other side, yeah. the whole, the whole digital, digitalization of processes to create operational excellence. So it, it covers both, both sides of the, of, the, of the coin, so to say. It's, uh, it's on the one hand side, automation and making sure that the, the dull, the dangerous, the, the dirty type tasks go away that people don't want to do anyway. And on the other hand, it provides you with a capability that you're actually helping and augmenting the users to become a better version of themselves. Is that correct? Absolutely. Not only do we improve or augment the workforce, but we have always been in the business of delivering contextual, personalized experiences, one journey at a time across sort of the uh, the customer relationship management circle, right? Because as you think about CRM today, what are they really? They're really pretty much contact databases, you know, and okay, so you throw them in the cloud now. That's great. (laughs) And some people are like, you know, right? It's, It's pretty much, you know, we haven't really gone very far in terms of evolving CRM, but, you know, Pega has always been about, you know, sort of instead of you looking through, your sea of data and trying to find opportunities for, you know, improved engagement and insight. We basically do that on your behalf using predictive adaptive analytics and being able to marry all of the context that a customer might be coming to you from and with, including their prior interaction history, their preferences, as well as any sort of factors that is at the moment of their engagement with you and being able to deliver that next best action yeah. in the context of service, as well as being able to provide you with relevant offers. That's the next best, best action towards the, the, the service rep or the sales rep, right? Or is it the next best action towards the customer? So the next best action is being delivered via the customer service agent for the customer. Yeah, but exactly. make no mistake, you know, so to, to allow the agent to be able to deliver that next best action, you know, it's basically enabling because we're using AI, we're allowing the ability to deliver next best action across everyone within your workforce, right? It's not just, okay. you know, Bobby and Joey or Amanda who have been in the contact center, you know, and they, they know all the applications super duper well, and they have a lot of tribal knowledge. 
So that's best action goes beyond where humans can't because we can't process the level of data, right, that a machine can. So being able to take all these different factors and apply models that organizations define, this allows us to be able to not only meet the need of your customer, but we're doing it in the context of what you need to achieve business outcome. Does that wow. kind of make sense? So the yeah. AI that we're talking about, right? Because, I mean, you know, just because a, a customer wants to be able to apply for a credit card, is that actually a good credit card customer for you? So yeah. that's how we're able to say, yeah, you know, we can not only find you the right customer, but then we can also help meet that customer's need and allowing you to make sure that both sides get what they need and what they want, right? Isn't yeah. that the dream? of marketing <laughs> or really about, you know, delivering service, right? That's why we're all in the business. So, so that's really exactly. the, uh, the exciting part of our engagement. And on the process automation side, where again, you know, I think a lot of the AI activity has been, is around improving operational efficiency and driving productivity. But the way that we do that is by focusing on delivering a really great employee experience, right? Let, let's not forget the fact that, you know, an employee, especially, you know, based on our research with uh, contact centers, as an example, right, we, they have so many applications that they have to work with. A lot of yeah. times these applications, you know, don't deliver the performance that you need them to deliver. Ever have a call with someone from a contact center? They tell you, hey, hold on a second. My sure. system is a little bit slow today. Or all they'll the say things like, Right. Uh, sorry, let me give you a call back. The system is not working today. And yep. what's really interesting for us is that, you know, many of our customers, including uh, Radio, who is a, a business process outsourcer for contact center support. They support a lot of the largest brands within the world in terms of providing that service for them. And mm -hmm. they tell us that, you know, you have processes and applications that you put into place that you expect your employees to use but they don't always work the way that you intended them to work. True. And so for us, what has changed the game, especially on this operational improvement side of the business, is this concept that we call workforce intelligence, where, again, we're basically using the same robot that we have to help give employees a productivity bot that allows them to sign into all these applications on their behalf rather than the contact center agent manually yeah. typing in, you know, logging into these applications. So our desktop robotic automation allows them to do that. But the same technology is able to understand what is happening, right? What I was talking about in terms of, are they using the applications you want them to? Are they following the processes that you have put into place? And, you know, are they able to focus on the production work that you want them to focus? What is getting in the way of that focus? And the impact that it has is tremendous, right? Because you don't think about, <laughs> it's hard, I think, especially for management, right? To kind of get lost in their goal and not think about, you know, what are some of these like incremental things that you can do to really elevate the experience of working in your organization, right? So like rather than, huge bonuses, which again, bonuses are great, <laughs> right? Or, you know, free lunches and whatever. Those are, again, really great perks. 
But inherently, you know, if you don't really understand what are some of the intended or unintended obstacles that you've introduced within your employee's work environment, how do you know which way to start? How do you know what to address? How do you build loyal employees that enjoy coming to work? And how do you elevate the quality of their work? Because it's through improved employee experience that you're going to have happy customers, right? Exactly. <laughs> right? I'm pretty certain that no contact center agent enjoys having to make their customer wait for them while they look up information. Right? So how does it work? Or, is yeah. it all working sort of in real time? You're on the phone with a customer and then in split seconds you get, you get alerts or you get directions from, from the AI about what the next best action is? Absolutely. Exactly. And is that, so there, is that with professional yeah. advice or is it about the, the content itself or is it more around well, the, the, the experience of the call itself? Because, for example, I was talking to a company in another podcast, Skylar Place from Cogito. And what they do, they analyze during the call whether the energy is going up or down, like whether the interest is being lost, whether people are getting question marks. And give professional advice around that. Well, professional advice in terms of speak slower, speed up, or ask a question, whatever. But you could also, of course, do it in in the relation in relation to what the business is about, and like what type of credit card you should offer now, or you shouldn't offer a credit card at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. How is that working? Yeah. So uh, let me give you an example. How about? So let's just say. You are a uh, customer of U Plus Shipping Company, okay? So you basically have a package that you wanted to, you know, have delivered to you, and you basically pay for expedited shipping, okay? So, you know, obviously, expedited shipping means you should get it when you thought you were going to get it, but let's just say that you didn't actually get the package in time, okay? So now you basically call the contact center agent, right? Because you're frustrated. (laughs) Like, hey, where's my package? So with Pega, first of all, we all know that customers these days, they love Facebook Messenger, right? They're super duper uh, aware. When you go Mm -hmm. complain on social, you get a response, right? So let's just say that this U plus shipping company actually has implemented a chatbot actually with Pega on Facebook Messenger. So now I go into their Facebook page and I'm super duper frustrated. And I say, you know, I, can you tell me the status of my package? So the chatbot tells me, okay, well, the package is somewhere in Arizona, Massachusetts, uh, the United States, and you're not going to get it when you thought you were going to get it. So now at this point, I'm super duper annoyed because like, thank you, chatbot did its job, right? I know now where my package is, but I pay yeah. for expedited shipping. So now I want to be able to talk to an agent in the chatbot when you implement it with Pega now is able to say, okay, I see, have I answered your question? And I say, no. And by the way, you can actually watch this video on YouTube with everything I'm describing to you right now. So now the actual chatbot directs me to an agent that has our customer service application. So I'm not leaving chatbot. But the call is getting, uh, the chat session is initiated within our customer service application. So the yeah. first thing that happens is it loads the transcripts of what I discussed with the chatbot. 
So already you as an agent, right? You're not looking for information. You're not asking me, you know, customer, why are you, why are we chatting today? I already know why we're chatting, right? So like that's advantage number one. You have a full history of interaction from the other channel, right? Second advantage is now I know, okay, so I see that, you know, you pay for expedited shipping. So, you know, what is the issue? So then the customer says, well, I pay for expedited shipping. So why didn't I receive the package? And me as a customer service agent, I see that it's because of the fact that you basically overlap the Saturday. So we don't count Saturday as a part of that three-day guarantee, right? So now, even though that that might be the rules, and again, it's very accessible directly at my fingertips within our customer service knowledge management, right? So knowledge management basically consolidates a lot of the uh, the key sort of the FAQs that you need to know, right? Mm-hmm. About policies and whatnot. So in addition to that, the artificial intelligence is working in the back, realizing that, okay, so this is a premium customer. Past interaction tell us that, well, first of all, they prefer chat, so that's good. That's why we initiated the session in chat rather than asking them to call us, right? And then mm-hmm. the third one is, Let's just say that their propensity is uh, a coupon. (laughs) So like when you've given them discounts, somehow that makes them less angry with you. So Mm -hmm. now can go to our customer service application and say, okay, so what can I do for this customer? What is an available offer that I can extend, right, to resolve this case? And so you can see the system recommends you can offer them a coupon, right? So like you remove the whole, remember the, well, let me ask my manager what I can do for you. True, true, true. <laughs> you don't need to do Are that. You? It's right there, right? The AI recommends the next best action. So already yep. you're able to say, okay, we're really sorry. We will make sure that you get the package. And in the meantime, I will give you this coupon for your next yep. purchase. So, you know, that's just a very simple model. But, of course, we have more sophisticated models that, you know, as an example, Sprint implemented our, you know, customer decision hub, which is this AI engine that I was talking about, they yep. were able to significantly improve their retention rate by more than what they have ever seen within okay. the organization as a telco. And you can imagine telcos have high retention issues, right? So, exactly. So does that kind of make sense in terms of like what we're talking about? So it's a combination of what we call intelligent guidance that equalizes the quality of performance around all of your agents, right? In terms mm-hmm. of that guided experience I just talked about, but combining that with next best action. So now yeah. your agent knows what is always the right thing to do for the customer. So it's really about empowering people to do a better job and ensuring them to stay within the compliance rules that, that have been set out there. And what you typically see is, especially when you're new to the job, is that people get a lot of question marks themselves. like. What can I do here? And that even accelerates the frustration on the other side, right? Now, here is where I believe that machines can really help people to do a better job. And I can imagine that the retention rate will go up as a consequence of that. Now, you said that within Pega, you've used AI for quite a long time. So here's my question on the, on the journey from the aha moment, when the first release of the platform was created, up to where you are right now. What have been the tipping point improvements that have gone into your system? Well, so, you know, I think that there's a couple of things there. So at Pega, we have, 
so many examples of how we're using AI to augment rather than just automation. Mm -hmm. So the customer service experience I talked about, as well as Pega Marketing, which is really more about delivering personalized offer. But also recently we announced our sales coach, which is now applying this concept of AI that augments to sales professionals, where instead of you know our sales automation tool providing a really great way to help improve productivity of account executives and those who are in the business of interfacing with customers in a commercial way, now we've implemented the sales coach, which allows customers to be able to have their AEs almost like a guide, right? where we're basically using AI to help that AE understand which deals within their pipeline are most relevant to their goals at this point in time in the quarter that they really okay. should focus on, right? So helping them prioritize, you know, deals that they should really focus on within their pipeline. So that is actually using AI, right, in models to be able to help even sales individuals to be able to think about how they should focus, right? Okay. Rather than just, you know, doing the old, well, let me see, when was the last time I called them, blah, 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 but actually knowing, hey, you know what, here's your performance to date based on your past performance and the propensity of this, you know, prospect that hasn't really, you know, done anything with you, then you probably shouldn't focus on that if your goal is to, you know, sure. meet your targets by the end of the quarter. Mm-hmm. Does it also work the other way that uh, the system is actually suggesting you out of your, let's say you got two, 300 accounts that you are looking at, but of course mm-hmm. you can only look at one at a time. Does it provide you with the insights? Okay, this would be the one to, f- or the one or the five to focus on this week because of a couple of reasons. Yeah, I think, you know, the sales coach definitely provides that, you know, the the support to be able to think about what you should focus on. But, you know, those are all really exciting ways that we think AI can be further applied. I think another thing that you're going to hear from us, though, because, again, you have all these conversations about deep learning and neural networks and, you know, hey, things that can see puppies and daisies, right? So (laughs) for us, I think a key part, too, is as more and more Other enterprises are kind of jumping on this uh, bandwagon, if you will, of applying AI across these different engagement areas. One of the key things that we have focused on is this concept of T-switch, which is all about making AI safe, right? So what does it mean to keep AI safe? It means whatever model that you're using or places where you're applying AI you need to be able to have transparency into understanding what is it that it's doing. And yeah. in absence of being able to explain and understand what that model is doing, you need to be able to have control over what you're doing and what actions can actually apply the, those models to. So our switch concept is basically saying certain decisions right now is not ready for that deep learning neural network model. So things like, you know, maybe origination, loan origination, you know, it still requires human oversight or some of these other more sophisticated use cases where, you know, it it is very compliance driven. And if you don't know what the model is doing, you want to be able to 
you know, almost leave the switch off and say, you know, sorry, that model is out of commission. You're not allowed to apply that model to this particular use case. That, that's, that's really good. And these are things that you actually, mm-hmm. well, you didn't envision it, it needed to be in the system, but, but I think that's the learning over time, you know? Absolutely. And then so the latest darling to the portfolio is, again, this uh, concept of workforce intelligence which is not just about having a open AI platform that allows you to, you know, apply your own models to all these different use cases, but also be able to use our out-of-the-box models. These robots can now get you insight into what's happening within Mm -hmm. your employee's environment, right? So that you can understand why is it that you're not getting the productivity results that you want? Right. Because it's easy to be like, oh, you know what? Oh, it's probably because they're they're checking out social media. They're, I don't know, doing something else that you're not expecting them to or being distracted digitally, which, yes, there might be some of that. But I think for us, the advice here is to think beyond automation for productivity. Right. It's not just about what are the things that I can automate? It's really about what are the things that are either intended or unintended that I'm doing to make my employee's job difficult that gets in the way of delivering great experience for my customer? Because the challenge is there's tons of stuff that you can automate. I'm pretty yeah, sure. sure, right? Yeah. Any given moment, you can you know, automate hundreds and hundreds of tasks. But that's why we keep talking about, you know, you got to think about a journey right? Think about the journey that you're trying to improve. So for example, if you have long average handle time, (laughs) that is a good place to start, right? Like what are the things I can do to improve that? And by having these desktop bots that are really acting as your, I don't know, really intelligence and understanding and giving you feedback about what is happening. Mm -hmm. So specifically, right? That concept of what we call the central app, the application that you expect your, you know, your um, employees to use. Why are they not using it? Is it because it takes forever for that central application to load? Or Mm -hmm. is it because that central application was poorly designed where they can't move beyond, you know, screen A to screen C? So they keep working around that, right? So like, these are the insights that you need to know above and beyond. Well, where are the places that I can make more deterministic or how can I do automated, you know, smart process discovery so I can automate more stuff or cut out more tasks? I think, you know, organizations need to really think from the place of like, what is the, the experience, the journey that you want to improve? And how do I do this in a way that looks at all the different aspects of my employees' experience, the applications that they're using? the process that I'm enforcing upon them, as well as how are they doing in terms of being able to focus on the work that you want them to do. And a lot of time, the answer isn't a giant, you know, IT project. Sometimes it could be as simple as training, right? You know, people don't know about the, uh, they don't know how the, the new application works, or they were never properly trained on the process in the first place. Right. So could you I mean, training is a lot easier to fix, I think, than having to I don't shell out big bonuses <laughs> for retention sure. or, you know, giant, you know, process improvement projects or even, you know, supervisor coaching. 
Exactly, exactly. So looking at, at the lessons learned over the last couple of years and customers that are using the platform, out of all of what you call the tidbits of, of wisdom that you've gained, what advice would you give ISVs that try to get into this, in, into this space as well to do or to not do? So again, I would say, you know, first of all, you need to know what you don't know, right? So that begins by measuring. So I think, you know, for a lot of organizations, you know, they, they have sort of like this, uh, you know, uh, they don't really know what's happening within the desktop, whether they in the life of the employee. So we definitely believe in having some way of understanding what is happening. And for us at PEGA, that's our workforce intelligence product that allows organizations to have these desktop bots that helps them kind of figure out what is happening around the applications that people are using or not using, the processes as well as um, their focus or ability to focus on production work, right? And then the other one is, you know, obviously going back to why we're having this conversation in the first place, which is AI should be about augmenting the humans so that you can improve the employee experience and elevate the customer satisfaction rather than pure automation. And so, you know, think about that. And when you define AI projects, really think about the journey, right? And what is the outcome that you're trying to improve with AI or any other technology for that matter? And start small. Don't start big, right? Start small. Like I said, you know, if you want to improve your average call handle time, that's a great place to start, right? Don't feel like you need to do a complete 360 overhaul. You know, one of our customers, all he wanted to do was, well, to contribute to that reduced average call handle time. What if I basically remove as many of these swivel chair things where I have to make an agent look up information from one system to another, copy and paste data, you know, so like those are the right focus areas because what, you know, he's not trying to do is to say, well, geez, how can I reduce the number of agents? He's thinking about how do I not make my customers wait? Isn't that the goal? Yeah, you start with the end goal, the the, the customer angle to this. And then it's, to me, it's also about, but I think that's sort of captured in your answer already, is looking at it from the outside in and really challenging yourself, why do we need this process in the first place? (laughs) How does it yeah, contribute does. To, to the right outcome? Right. <laughs> so the question should be, yes, to what extent are those tasks required because of compliance reasons? To, you know, is it just because the applications are not doing what they're supposed to be doing, what there's just too many silos within the organization? How do you basically improve the life? of your employees so that your customers don't have to wait on the other side or exactly, exactly. Make it completely invisible. I mean, at the end, these steps likely have to be done, but do you all have to see it? No, I like that. So what do you think is next in this, uh, in this game? Because what I feel with, with this transition and technology that's available these days, we can completely turn the problem on its head. And I mean, this week I uh, published a podcast from, Alex Ovaronkov, who is in a completely different area, and he's in. He was talking about, you know, which we always tried to to deal with these things and and the challenges by trial and error. So he's looking for the needle in the haystack. He said we're now using technology to create that needle 
that perfect needle and then start from there, which is speeding up things tremendously. So what is your view on this? What, what the next big thing could be with technology that's coming? So I think it's actually interesting the fact that <laughs> at the end of the day, it's more and more about collaboration, I think, right? Because there's so much technology. And uh, I was just reflecting on this where um, I attended a Carnegie Mellon University. And mm -hmm. at the time of my attendance, I actually experienced the, uh, the self-driving vehicle, right? Okay. And at the time, <laughs> that self-driving vehicle was going about five miles per hour, yeah. right? And, and look at where we are now. You know, we have Tesla, you have your ludicrous mode. And what's really interesting is that, you know, Tesla has these autonomous vehicles. You also have Google building cars. I mm -hmm. never thought Google would be building cars. And I wouldn't think that Tesla would get into the business of insurance either. And so I think the challenge is, you know, the technology will continuously evolve. But I think, you know, you're going to see more focus, in my mind, around safety. How do you make it safe, right? Because as you evolve the intelligence more and more, you're elevating the kind of decisions that can be made by AI. And so I yeah. think you're going to see more and more about how do we make sure that as the technology evolves, how do you make it safe? How do you keep it safe from hackers? How do you keep it safe from, you know, massive, uh, you know, cyber warfare, as an example? And how do you mm -hmm. keep it safe so that your customers are not impacted? Right. So I so, do think yeah. that, that that's where things are going. But at the same time, organizations really need to think about the business model because the technology as fancy and as cool as it is by itself, it has the ability to disrupt the ways in which organizations actually go to market and actually sustain their business model. And so I do think that as technologies evolve, they really need to think about the ways in which these technologies can actually disrupt their marketplace. And they need to be on the lookout for competitors that they probably never expected. You know, Amazon getting into checking accounts. Wow. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. Right. So I really do think that, you know, technology is one thing, you know, augmented reality, virtual reality, computer vision, et cetera, et cetera. By the end of the day, it's, you know, how do you make it more safe and how do you make sure that you keep the focus on differentiating the value that you're going to deliver as an organization to your customer? And how do you make sure that, you know, you're continuously improving your employees using this AI augment that concept rather than just, you know, pure automation, because that is not going to create long term loyalty for the organization. I, would, I can only agree with that. Right. Subsequently, your customers are going to experience the impact of that lack of commitment to your organization. Exactly, exactly. Well, this is really inspiring. I mean, I see your passion for the product and I, I can understand why, because this is opening such a big opportunity. Where can people f go to find more about you or to, to say hello? Oh, they can definitely uh, come to uh, Pegaworld, <laughs> our conference in Las Vegas. Or okay. if you're not ready for our Las Vegas, you can always uh, check us out on YouTube. We have lots of uh, demos of the things that we talked about today. And, and of course, pega.com is always a great resource where you can see 
actual videos of customers talking about journeys that they've been on and actually see some of these use cases and the impact that they were able to have so that you can get some sense of, you know, what it's like and have insights into some of these lessons learned from, you know, organizations across government, financial services, insurance, and so on and so forth. Perfect. Thank you. Great. And and good luck in Las Vegas with the conference. Uh, Thank you. It's going to be fantastic, I'm sure. I can imagine. Well, enjoy it over there. And for everybody else that's listening to this podcast, thank you for tuning in. I had the honor to speak to Ying Cheng, Head of Product Marketing at Pega Systems. The goal of this podcast is to share compelling ideas and showcases to inspire what can be when technology and people blend in the right way. It's my strong belief that too much focus is put on automating people out of a process, in other words, cutting costs, rather than scenarios where the unique strength of people are augmented with technology to change the established rules and to deliver a value that was unimaginable before. So, with this podcast, I want to make a contribution to change this, to create a broader awareness of what can be, to accelerate the adoption by bringing together you, a tribe of like-minded people and organizations, and lastly, to accelerate the initiatives and solutions that could be created because one idea inspires the other. So if you know about stories that are worth sharing, please send me a message. Building the momentum all starts with revealing the ideas, and that starts with you. If you want to have more information, read my blogs, or obtain information on working with me, just visit me on my website, valueinspiration.com. Thank you for tuning in. And you could do me a big favor by rating the podcast or provide me with your feedback. I'll see you shortly in a new episode. The world's best-known investor and Wall Street expert, Warren Buffett, once said, Wall Street is the only place that people ride to in a Rolls Royce to get advice from those who take the subway. Mr. Buffett's quote is remarkably accurate, but how many people would rather receive advice from him than someone simply guessing? Welcome to Buy, Hold, Sell, your single source for Wall Street knowledge and profitable guidance. Please join me, Todd Schoenberger, and fellow trader Tobin Smith, as well as host Veronica Dudo, for a podcast known to move the needle for investors. Tobin and I are seasoned Wall Street executives with deep investment experience, and we are prepared to share our advice to those who choose to listen. Download Buy, Hold, Sell today on the Evergreen Podcast Network or your favorite podcast channel.